listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, the renewal headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Today and tomorrow are just really, really wonderful days. Um, All Saints Day today and All Souls Day tomorrow. All Saints and All Souls are really beautiful days in the church. And um, your uh, pastor, Father Grippo, has written a very excellent uh, message in your bulletin this week. So make sure you uh, check that out. It's just excellent. And uh, anything I'm going to say here is just kind of complimenting what your pastor is already saying. It just does such a great job. And um, in the readings today, we see something that you see in so many places in the Bible, and that is uh, the difference between the world. You know, sometimes in the Bible, when you see the phrase the world, uh, it has the meaning of the, the people who kind of don't have faith and don't have the perspective on life that faith gives. It's a worldly way of seeing things. And um, in the Bible, it's very clear that there is, um, how shall I say it? There's tension. There is uh, there's a, a disagreement, a historical disagreement between the world and, and uh, God and the church and the people of God. Um, and uh, you know, I can relate to this really well. So when I was a young man, um, I kind of grew up in a secular family. Um, I wasn't baptized till I was seven, so I was a pagan baby for a while. Remember that phrase? And uh, my family wasn't very religious, and um, so I kind of grew up really actually a worldly kind of secular kid. Um, we didn't have any Catholic schools in my area, so I went to public school my whole life, and um, we would go to Mass sometimes, usually maybe Easter or Christmas, and something kind of typical, you can imagine, the 1980s. And um, lo and behold, I graduate from high school and I go off to the university. And um, at that point in my life, I would say my, my life, my opinions, my way of seeing things, my best effort at understanding life <laughs> was pretty secular. Um, I wouldn't have been like, I wouldn't have said, I, would, I wasn't an atheist. I wouldn't say God doesn't exist. I was never like that. But... I didn't really know God, and I didn't really know the faith, and, uh, and so I had a, a perspective that was very worldly. So when I read that in the Bible, like, I really get it because I was there. And, um, and here's the thing that makes today so beautiful, is um, when God is missing from the picture, things really don't make sense. <laughs> you know, Things really don't make sense. What do you see? You just see division, opinions, right wing, left wing, you know, in, in just a big mess, uh, strife, uh, tension, arguments, this group versus that group, like all the stuff we're seeing right now. Um, let's not be surprised. Like, that's what it's like. <laughs> that's what it's like if God is not in the picture. But today's feast day shows us something quite different. And that is the feast of all the saints, all the saints. And, you know, I love the saints so much because the saints were real people. They weren't like, you know, um, Spider-Man or Superman or Thor or Luke Skywalker, like all these, you know, fake characters. No, the saints were real. 
they were real. They, they are our brothers and sisters in uh, every circumstance in life you can imagine. There is a saint that lived it. And more than anything, I think the saints show us what it's like to live a life for God. The saints show us that living for God is possible. The devil wants us to think that it's not possible. The saints show us a different way. You know, we have this incredible gift of our faith, and what we see in the readings today only makes sense if God is real. There's so much more to reality than what we see. You know, when we hear the word the church, you know, you think about this or whatever, like the church mostly is in heaven right now. The saints and then the souls in purgatory being purified, and then there's a few of us here (laughs) called the pilgrim church, you know, those who are still making our way through this life. And uh, if you don't have faith, you don't have that perspective. Um, I had a really funny teacher in seminary who's, uh, he walked, he straddled the line between genius and crazy. And uh, he was a really well-known author. And, and uh, he wrote a book called God at the Ritz, if you ever want to check it out. It's really kind of funky and different. And in the beginning of the book, he talks about a quote from a, an author, Flannery O'Connor's, who, who mentions that modern people without faith are kind of like uh, chickens that have had their wings clipped no longer able to fly, no longer to, you know, you think of a chicken that doesn't ever look up. It just looks down and just sees the earth and like looks for food. And that in many ways, this becomes an image of what it means to live without faith. Like there's so much more to reality that you're missing. Look up, look up, you know, the reality of God and the reality of the truth that doesn't depend on anyone's opinion. Reality. Um, I love that. I love that. And so anything that you're going through, um, whatever struggles you have, whatever difficulties are particular to you, there are saints that had that. You know, and sometimes you meet people who have like a devotion to a saint, like so-and-so is my patron saint. Maybe in the past you've heard me tell stories of uh, St. Therese, the little flower. And in many ways, it's kind of funny how um, the saints have a way of finding you. Isn't that true? (laughs) You know? Um, saints have a way of finding you. Our brothers and sisters who are alive, actually more alive than we are, they made it. They made it through this life. Did you catch what the, what the scriptures called this life? The time of distress. It's a good description, huh? They made it and they're, they're victorious in Christ. They're on the other side and they're praying for us. They can see us. They're cheering us on. They're cheering us on. And, um, you know, soon enough, soon enough, we're going to be there. Soon enough, we're going to be there. But uh, here we are together once again in God's house, together as God's family, worshiping. You know, um, I'm sure each one of you have brought um, intentions that you're carrying in your hearts right now. We gather them together on this one altar of the Lord. And uh, we ask for the help and intercession of the saints, you know, showing us the way. How do we make our way through this life, this time of distress, this world? You know, how do we make our way? Well, with God's grace, we can live differently. We can see things differently. Um, I know that when I was a young man and I wasn't really into prayer or faith or whatever, um, there was a lot of struggles and a lot of trials. And, you know, when you don't know what life's about, it's a little unsettling, you know. But, you know, since the Lord's grace touched me and I had the ability to really make a conversion and uh, try to live for God, things have been so different so different you know even uh, the difficulties are still there but the difficulties don't feel um, overpowering Um, rather you know 
a simple, humble prayer, turning to God, like it's no longer me carrying the world on my shoulders like Atlas, you know? It's like, no, uh, the baby Jesus holds the world like it's a ball, you know, <laughs> no problem. And uh, we don't go through this life like on our own power. You know, it's like, no, it's God's power. You know, and when we're with the Lord, no matter what we're facing, situations in our families, at work, or home, in our neighborhoods, whatever, um, even in the midst of the difficulties, and the difficulties are real, we can have peace. We can have joy. We can have joy. And you know, I think right now, if we live our faith joyfully, what a powerful witness, huh? How much joy is there in the world right now? Not much, right? Just a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety, a lot of confusion. And here we come, the little brothers and sisters of Jesus, you know, joyful, joyful. It's okay. This, this world is passing away. You know, God is real and his love is real. And uh, we can have a relationship with him if only we pray, if only we pray. Uh, and that's why we're here today. So we give thanks on this beautiful feast day, all saints, tomorrow, all souls. Uh, whatever may be happening later this week, I have no idea. The whole world might be ending for all I can, you know. Oh, well, you know, maybe we'll all be dead by next week, you know. Like, we're all going to be dead eventually. Let's not forget that. But if, we're, if we have God in our heart, you know, there's, a, there's part of us is like, it's okay. I trust the Lord. I trust him. He's a good God. He loves us. He's going to take care of us even if we struggle. And um, the, the saints are great um, examples and models of that. So many of the saints lived through such difficult times. Think about those early martyrs, like these men and women and children being fed to the lions in Rome. And they would sing hymns praising God. <laughs> and all the, the pagan Romans were like, what's up with this religion, you know? And then, you know, by the time of Constantine, the whole Roman Empire became Christian. <laughs> so uh, with God's help, we can do anything. Huh? With God, God's on our side, we have nothing to fear. Uh, we can live victoriously in Jesus because actually he already won the battle. Amen? Amen. amen. You better say amen. <laughs> when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated. So again, a word of welcome to everybody, um, near and far. And uh, this Mass today, the Mass of all saints, is so beautiful and rich that I almost feel like I don't need to give a homily. You know, like for that opening beautiful song, I give myself away to you, O God, so you can use me. Like, what more am I going to say? You know, so well done, so beautiful. The readings and then the prayers that we're going to be praying, it's, they're just 
so I wish I could just give a copy of all this content to all of you just to kind of pray about. Um, but, you know, I want you to get your money's worth, so I will give you a sermon, okay? <laughs> and um, so on a day like today, when we celebrate all the saints, uh, Brother Steve said it so well right before Mass, that the saints were the ones we know about, right? We've got statues of different saints here. And then um, we've got saints who may be holy people that would never be canonized, but everybody knew that they were godly, holy people who did a lot of good in people's lives. And many of us, maybe in our own families, huh? Maybe our grandparents or, you know, an aunt and uncle, our parents. Um, and uh, this is just such a big topic. Like my heart is just bursting. There's so much I want to say. And the first thing I want to tell you is um, a hilarious story. So many, many years ago, I was able to attend a big gathering of young people with the Pope called World Youth Day. It used to happen about every three years or so. And in uh, the year 2000, it was in the city of Rome where the Pope lives. And I'm there, and if you've ever been there, if you've ever seen videos or pictures, it's an ancient city in Italy, right, Rome, and there's all kinds of impressive buildings and churches and a lot of history. And uh, all of a sudden, you, you, know, you hear something. There was over a million young people there from all over the world. And then I saw something I will never forget. I saw an army of Polish nuns marching down the street. And as they were marching, we were all kind of clearing out of the way, like, look out, you almost like an army of nuns. And they were kind of marching together and they were singing a song. And the song, you know, kind of sounded beautiful, even if you don't speak Polish. And they had these motions they were doing. Well, we've got a few Polish friars in my community. So I finally got to ask them, like, what is this song? You know, and I was kind of explaining it. And it's, it's so beautiful and hilarious and, and powerful. The song uh, doesn't really rhyme in English, but it, it goes like this. Saints are tall. Saints are short. You can be a saint. Saints are fat. Saints are skinny. You can be a saint. Saints are old. Saints are young. You can be a saint. Everyone is called by God to be a saint. And uh, I'll just I'll never forget seeing that uh, that image of these nuns singing and you know doing these motions. And that's the first thing uh, in the first reading from the book of Revelation. We heard that God's family has people from everywhere, every nation, every people. Um, and, and another way of saying that is Catholic. Catholic means universal. It means all are welcome. And here's the message. If you want to think that, oh, being a saint is not for me. And you're wrong, okay? If you put that down on your test, they're gonna big red marker, wrong. Uh, there are saints who are old. So any old people here today? <laughs> Brother Steve, uh, myself. Uh, there were young people who were saints. There were saints who were monks and nuns and priests and brothers. There were saints who were married. There were saints who were kids. There was a, a guy, an Italian, uh, Carlo, who was just canonized. He was a computer uh, code guy. So uh, in God's garden, there's many types of flowers, you know? And so no one is excluded. No one is excluded. Each one of us, no matter who you are, no matter, you know, the details of your life, what you're going through, none of that is an obstacle to living for God, living for God. And uh, the saints, one of the definitions I heard of what a saint is, is kind of reminds me of this chapel. Mr. Cameraman, I don't know if you can move the camera over to the windows for a second. I once heard a priest say, the saint is like a stained glass window. They let the light shine through. You can turn around. You want to see the, the saints in the windows right there. They let the light of God shine through them. That's what it means to be a saint. Or for us, I would say we're like saints in the making while we're here, right? We're saints in the making on our way. And um, more than anything, 
The saints were followers of Jesus. The saints were imitators, disciples of Jesus. The saints were the ones who let Jesus be their Lord. They lived for him and they followed him, especially his teachings. And uh, that brings us to the gospel. And this is so important. So many of Jesus's teachings are strange, aren't they? This is, a, this is something that people have noticed about the teachings when God himself came and taught us, like, what, what does it mean to live for God? So many of those stories, so many of the teachings of Jesus were strange, weren't they? So uh, you hear the parables. Jesus was known for parables, these funny little stories. And in every parable, there was an unexpected twist, right? And there's like a moment you're like, whoa, what just happened? I didn't see that coming, you know? And then in today's gospel, we have the Beatitudes from Matthew 5. This is the heart of Jesus's teaching. This is an actual description of Jesus himself, according to Pope John Paul. And this is the blueprint of the Christian life. This is Jesus's Magna Carta, what, he, what God is asking of us. And um, I brought a few props to help us understand. So Jesus is teaching, okay, I think what sometimes what we would really like him to do is we would love for him just to like spoon feed us, you know, like, Lord, just give it to me so I can understand, right? It's like, you ever see like when they feed a baby? And you got like the spoon, you're like, okay, here comes the airplane, open up and boom, and they just, you know, like so often we want God to do that. Don't we just like help me to understand? And Jesus in his teachings, he never does that. He never just kind of like spoon feeds us what he wants us to know. Rather, I think a better explanation for this strange and mysterious method of Jesus's teaching, it's more like a Christmas present. So Jesus gives us this teaching and there's always something in there that's like a little strange, a little surprising, an unexpected twist. And that's an invitation for us to think about it, to think about it, you know? And so the teachings of Jesus are kind of like a Christmas gift. You know, he, he's giving us something very beautiful, very precious guidance from God himself, like what he's asking of us in this life. But it's like, anybody here love Christmas? I love Christmas, right? If you, you have gifts and you see it, right? And there's something very beautiful, precious. It, a gift speaks of the idea of somebody who loves you, right? They give you a gift and you kind of like, you look at it, it's there, but it's mysterious, right? Because you don't really know what's in there, right? It's like, what is it? You know, you grab it, you feel it, you look at the shape of it. And if your parents are tricky, maybe they put something in a box that doesn't really fit. So it throws you off and you kind of like shake it. And then finally, it takes some work on your part. So I think the teachings of Jesus, the parables and the Beatitudes, it requires something from us to take it in, but to, to listen, to ponder, to think, like, what is he talking about here? And that's like the process of unwrapping the gift, right? In our prayer life, in our meditation on what Jesus said, this is what we have to do. You know, prayer is like unwrapping the gift, you know? It's not, it's, it's takes some work on our part. And then look, look what Jesus gives us for, for this beautiful gift. It's a story. Okay. It's a book. I don't know if anyone else here is a, a book lover, but this is a murder mystery, a novel that is a murder mystery. And uh, so what do I mean by that? Well, we know that the, the ultimate message of Jesus is his death on the cross, right? It's a murder mystery that he took our sins he died on the cross, and on the third day, he rose again, victorious, triumphant. And then he invites us to follow him. So many passages, you hear Jesus say, come follow me. It's an invitation to be his disciple. And uh, here's the thing about the saints, okay? 
if anyone here is really into like murder mysteries, or let's say if you don't like books, maybe you like movies, you know, like the best murder mysteries, it grabs you, it pulls you in, right? It's interesting. But here's the thing. It's not till the very end of the story that all of a sudden things, there's a twist, there's something you didn't expect, there's something surprising, and it's the very end of the story that makes sense of the whole thing, right? And it, when, the, when you find a murder mystery like that, it's so wonderful. And so I think uh, for people in the world who don't necessarily have faith, they don't know about God, it's like they have the murder mystery, but the end of the story is missing. And so a lot of people who they don't pray, they're not seeking to have a relationship with God, they're not trying to follow the ways that God has revealed to us, they kind of go through life confused. They're not sure what it's all about. What does it mean? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Where, where's this whole thing going? It's like having a story, but the most important part is missing, right? You, you don't have that piece that makes sense of it all. But for those of us who have faith, we have the end of the story already. Jesus has revealed to us the end of the story already. That thing that makes sense of it all, his death and resurrection, his death and resurrection. And so we can live now, even though our story is not done yet, it's still happening. We can live now from that place of faith to know that I am loved by God, that my deepest identity is that I'm a child of God. He has a plan and a purpose for me, that his grace is available to me. He wants to have a relationship with me and he calls me to follow he calls me to be a light in the darkness, on the way, the truth, and the life. And it's only in the light of that that the teachings of Jesus make sense. How can Jesus say that if you're poor, you're blessed? To somebody without faith, that makes no sense. But when we know the end of the story, we realize that if we're not into materialism, we're poor in this world, but we're rich in faith. You know, when you die, you can't take it with you. And all the people are running after all the money and the worldly things and you know, and then they die. It's only in the light of heaven that this makes sense. Blessed are you who mourn. How can you be blessed if you mourn? Mourning is when somebody dies and you feel sad, right? Well, when you know that the dead people aren't really dead because Jesus conquered death in his resurrection, that changes everything. Even if you're mourning the loss of a loved one, you're blessed because you know you'll see them again on the other side. But it's only with faith that we know that. Uh, I could go down the whole list here. Blessed are those who are meek. Does the world value people who are meek? I don't think it does. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are merciful, for you will receive mercy. Blessed are you who are clean of heart. You will see God. You think the world values a cleanness of heart? Think of all the immorality and impurity and all the horrible stuff on the internet and you know all of that clouds the vision of your heart, you know? So again, all of these teachings of Jesus only make sense when you've got the full story, especially the last part that makes sense of the whole. Um, blessed are those who are peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Those who are persecuted because of their faith in God. This is the best part. The very end. Listen, Jesus said, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Wow. God is watching us. 
He sees us and everything we go through, all of our struggles and our trials, we fall down, we get back up with his mercy. He will give us a reward. That's Jesus' own words, that there is a reward, there is an inheritance, there is a blessing waiting for us on the other side. And that is the meaning of today's feast day, to be a saint, to be a person who strives for virtue and excellence, but more than anything, to live by what God has revealed, to live by the teachings of Jesus, to be like that window that the light shines through, right? That is our call, to be people who already know the end of the story and the thing that makes sense of it all, and then to have confidence as we go through this life, as we go through our stages, as we go through the different things we have to with school and work and family and our vocations and trying to figure out what God has put me here for, all of that, we can have confidence, we can have trust because we already know what waits for us on the other side. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. I love that. So brothers and sisters, we pray today the grace to be saints, to be inspired by the saints. During communion, I think we're going to have the litany of the saints. You're going to hear all the names of different saints and the refrain, pray for us, pray for us. They're in heaven, but they can see us. They can pray for us as we still strive now to uh, follow the Lord and to make our way as we are saints in the making. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans